This is Bourbon Bets, where bottles of bourbon are wagered over the power of arguments put forth by two idiots regarding their stupid opinions. Afterward, their pet android determines the winner will post a most scientific poll so the audience can decide. They also drink bourbon together. All right, everyone, welcome to Bourbon Bets. I'm Brimstone Deacon, and um, we're thrilled to welcome our guests to the show. Uh, here at Bourbon Bets, we pride ourselves on not being a political podcast, but in this case, we felt it, this was just too important of a topic to ignore and that our listeners would benefit from hearing from this guest. Now, he's a man who should need no introduction if you're following all the right things on social media. He's a man bold enough to stand up and speak truth to power recently about something that has been plaguing our country. Now, he spoke for just two minutes but his words are echoing around the world, and we don't think it's too much to say that his speech will change the course of history. And uh, when I uh, retweeted the video, Blue Dolly's response uh, to the speech was literally, he is a hero, and I am not joking. We, of course, speak of the eminent Ander Christensen, perhaps better known as Chicken Wing Man or Saucy Nugs Man. Hope both of those are okay, Ander. Uh, welcome mm-hmm. to the show. Oh, fantastic. I do think it's funny that I'm most well-known for the thing that I hate. Uh, yes. <laughs> people are like, oh, you're the saucy nugs guy. And I'm like, you could have called me the flats man, but. Well, you did make your <laughs> Gmail account saucy nugs for president, if I'm, if you know, I'm remembering correctly. Absolutely. If, if, uh, <laughs> if I can't make the decision, I might as well just embrace it. <laughs> well, so uh, before we get into maybe some of the details here, um, so I was your eighth follower when I found you on Twitter and now yes. you have over 4,000. So yes. the past two days, uh, is your press agent extremely busy? Uh, just 24 seven now? Uh, yeah, that's me. And, uh, <laughs> I actually had to buy a planner. <laughs> so I did actually sit down and start making schedules on things. Normally I'm like, all right, well, uh, my only thing other than work is Tuesday. So, <laughs> All right. Well, uh, we're we're broadcasting tonight from our uh, reduced studio, so we don't have all the technology to be able to play things in real time. So we'll link to the speech. But for those who haven't heard it, which I think is only like three people, could you just give (laughs) us like a quick rundown of your, you know, the essence of it and what your proposal is? Here's here's the thing that that's really been been eating at me. If I go into a restaurant and I order wings They'll ask me, do I want them bone in or bone out? And that is the most absurd question. (laughs) The more you think about it, the worse it gets. Because you get to a point when you have to think to yourself, number one, is this a wing? No. Why is it now boneless? Because it didn't have a bone to begin with. And you just start going down a rabbit hole until you finally reach a point where you have to say something about it. And what I have to say is we can't call them boneless wings. We got to call them something else. And I think saucy nugs or trash is the way to go. <laughs> I, I think that's fair. Uh, we're, um, I enjoy the trash option. Yeah, we're, we're both on, on board here with this. But drumettes or flats? Uh, ooh, drumettes. That's weird, too. I, I guess the question is, though, you've, this must have been eating at you for a while. Was there something like one specific incident that triggered you? I just imagine you sitting in a restaurant and, you know, you either ordered wings and they brought you chicken nuggets or you saw someone else have to go through this. Was there something specific? Well, you know, you know how it goes. You go out with your buddies. You order a bunch of wings. One guy orders boneless wings. 
and he uses a <laughs> fork to eat them and you just gotta you gotta make fun of him the whole time and then the conversation just goes from there and it's just something that should have either been on your mind this whole time or something that you've thought of before i got you well, i mean if you don't want wing sauce in your beard you you shouldn't have gone to a, a wing place exactly exactly and if you don't have a beard then what are you worrying about <laughs> <laughs> now uh i've been to to omaha you live in lincoln nebraska i've been to omaha many t- times over the past 20 years professionally uh, that's beef country do you think that chicken wings are really something your constituents care about out in the midwest there oh absolutely we are huge tailgate people and one of the best tailgate foods is wings. Okay. And I did see you just right before we started uh, recording, you retweeted that you did a uh, press conference uh, for University of Nebraska. <laughs> yeah, with, with Scott Frost. Yeah, it was, a, it was an important event. That's great. That's great. Now, He's a good man. Um, this is, again, we said this is a little bit political, but it seems like you're kind of a moderate on this because you're not really calling for an outright ban of the boneless wings, air quotes I'm using. Um, you're just calling for a renaming of them to be what they really are. Is that sound Ab- right? Absolutely. See, personally, if you're going to ask me, I will never eat a boneless wing. It's just, it's a mockery. It's, it's terrible. But I understand I- that there's a food and people, some people enjoy it. I just ask that it's called the right thing. I, I think that's fair. Yeah. And, yeah. and for me personally, although I think trash is probably the best description, I, wet tenders is really so bad that <laughs> maybe using that would actually keep people from eating them at all. Oh, absolutely. I think that one is the most awkward to say. Yeah. It, it deserves the pause you just gave. <laughs> now, I did also see that you were quoted in the New York Times, which is, is something. Um, yes. And uh, you're getting a lot of press here all, all over. Um, yeah. Yeah. Is there anything so far, that, that surprised you more than anything else? So the New York Times and the Washington Post were surprising. Uh, what was really surprising is I found out that in Ireland, apparently a few major groups, few major radio stations uh, are currently doing the best wings in Ireland competition. And so I have been asked to be on Irish radio twice. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I was, uh, I have to note that I was, I was a little offended by the New York times article because it continues to use the boneless wings language you know instead of listening to you taking your advice and embracing saucy nugs nugs, the the wet tenders you know whatever it needed to be uh the idea that they they could not use your language but they glom onto every other catchphrase on earth these days is it's just blatantly offensive i i completely agree with you i think that we're perpetuating a problem and that we just need to nip it in the bud absolutely well, I think it leads us to the next question, which is, do you consider yourself to be a pioneer in this area of, um, you know, of naming things correctly? Or, and do you have any role models that you looked up, up to for this type of activism? Oh, man, if, if I had to pick one person that I think influenced my, my importance of proper language, I would have to say Weird Al Yankovic. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. That guy's a genius. Word crimes. Look it up, man. 
That's right. That's, That's right. True. And now, do you, do you think this is actually a movement you're starting here? Because we, we were kind of just spitballing here, um, wondering – we came up with a couple culinary misnomers. Uh, we're wondering if you have others. But we're wondering about skim milk and American cheese. If we should Ooh. be attacking those as well. You know, I, I feel more okay with those than I do situations when people call uh, hot dogs sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's fair that's fair but I, you know Amer- american cheese isn't actually cheese i just want that to be stated for the record it's, it's plastic right yeah it's basically plastic it's <laughs> oh, okay. wrapped in plastic <laughs> really soft oh you wait you're, the, you're supposed to take that off you take the outer plastic off to eat the inner plastic oh man i've been doing this wrong for so long <laughs> now uh i don't know if you were aware but uh i brimstone deacon am actually running a presidential campaign as well on a defund the postal service and dmv platform and i'm just curious if uh you'd be willing to think about joining platforms or if you think the two go together i mean i would believe that if we were able to eat wings in line at the dmv all of our problems (laughs) would be solved and I, it would I no longer be a chore to stand the there. See, you're you're absolutely a moderate because that is a great middle ground. I think it is. We could, we could bring food into the DMV and the postal service while we're waiting for hours on end. That would be great. And if they serve beer, it would be even better. Oh. <laughs> right before you drive, it's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, we can work on the platform. All right. <laughs> I'll get my people to call your people. Fantastic. That's me. I'm right. my people. <laughs> you're, you're your people. You're going to need to get some people if you're going to keep this pace up, I think. All right. Fantastic. Blue Dolly, you had a couple of questions here. I did. Yeah. So in the months and years and decades to come, of course, scholarly works will be written. And I think, for one, that your, your speech will potentially inspire a young student to pursue uh, a political mission of truth-telling. Now, we know that that will inevitably only get him arrested or, or something far worse, but many, many generations later, maybe there will be some impact. Are you, uh, are you currently interested in other truth-telling efforts outside of the food realm? For the most part, I'm going to focus on where I am. Uh, I have had some ideas of, of things that I've wanted to propose to the world, um, Namely, I had a device I wanted to invent that allowed people outside of your car to know which direction you were going to be turning or <laughs> changing lanes. It seems as though there's no way to know. And, but other than those two things, I think that I'm pretty well packed. Okay. Well, I, I got to admit, I, I, it is inspiring uh, to, to hear your, your testimony there before the, uh, the city council, um, particularly it really highlights the, the everyday little tiny lies that, that build up in our lives and, and cast a, a bit of a, a pall upon all of life's events. So we do appreciate that greatly. Uh, we had a, another kind of tangentially related question, and that is, once you've achieved your goal, who's going to play you in the movie? Ooh, ooh, that's a tough question. I have not thought of an actor to play me in a movie before. Um, I'm looking at my wife right now, actually, seeing if she had any suggestions. My first thought is Nicolas Cage. Oh, I think that's perfect. <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah, like the Cameron Poe, uh, Con Air version. Exactly, exactly. 
Now, uh, I hadn't actually seen this because the original clip that I saw kind of cut off, but my wife sent me another one in it where it goes on after you've left the podium. And uh, your dad is actually one of the council members there, right? Yeah, and that's correct. He, he goes on record as saying, that's my son. Now, did your dad know in advance the topic you were going to speak about? My dad didn't even know I was going to be there. <laughs> but the second that he saw me, he rolled his eyes and knew that something was going to happen. So, he, so he's been great. So from the tone, was that pride or was that face palm or a little of both? It was a mixture of the two. I think the thing he was concerned about was uh, he was laughing the whole time. And every in the room itself, it was very serious. Like everybody was very confused, especially once I corrected the man for laughing. Yes. They were yeah. like, is he serious? So they didn't know. And so it came across as my dad was up there being a horribly rude person by just continuously laughing at me. Oh, uh, so he had and to so, clarify that he did actually know you. I got you. Yeah, that, that's, that's, what, that's what it was. So are, are you getting support from your whole family in, in this? It's funny, they, they, okay, my immediate family, like my parents and the people that are in Lincoln, for the most part, don't care. I showed up <laughs> at my parents' house uh, after this has all been blowing up, and my mom just goes, oh, hey, can you pick up milk while you're out? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, mom, I'm famous. <laughs> no, I, I totally went and got milk for her. I'll do that every day. How does your wife feel about it? You mentioned she's sitting there with you. Yeah, she's looking over at me, giving me little smiles. She she's very she's pretty proud of me about this about this. Did, I love it. Did you actually expect it that it would blow up this big? No, I thought this was going to be a joke between my wife and I, and like my immediate family, and you know maybe maybe the local newspaper would say something about it, maybe. But uh, and the fact Monday night is when I did it. Tuesday I didn't hear anything about it. It wasn't until Wednesday morning that I realized what was going on. And I had to take off the rest of the week of work. Yeah, I figured uh, we, we had to postpone from yesterday to today just because I knew I could tell you were just frazzled from uh, all day of uh, being retweeted and uh, <laughs> doing appearances. So, yeah, today's been much better. I've been I, I've learned better time management practices in the past 24 hours. <laughs> Okay. Well, uh, we have just a couple final questions. These are a little bit of inside baseball for our podcast fans, but uh, they're going to want to know. Okay. Um, first one is, do you have a favorite Chris Nolan movie? Christopher Nolan movie. Ooh, I would have to say, uh, oh goodness. Now I can't even remember the name. I'm just seeing it in my head. I was going to say that it has, uh, Tom Hardy in it, but that wouldn't help you at all. That's all of them. Uh, <laughs> the, the most recent one with, uh, the battle in Britain that Dunkirk. happened. Dunkirk. Dunkirk. Thank Dunkirk. you so much. I always think it was Winston Churchill. My favorite. He's, that guy's amazing. Yes, Dunkirk. Great movie. All right. And um, oh, the last one would be, or second one would be, I know, I think you're an engineer, right? Chemical engineer? Yes, I am. So I can sort of guess the answer to this, but metric system for or against? Oh, I am 100% metric system. It is so difficult for me, though, sometimes with temperature. I understand temperature for everything except for cooking and outside as metric <laughs> and then outside and cooking. I'm like, what Fahrenheit, please bake the cookies at a hundred degrees. <laughs> like, well, you're going to burn them. <laughs> well, we, 
we were starting to like you a whole lot, but that last answer was too much for us. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, maybe just one more, though. Uh, how did you come up with your Twitter handle, Handsome121Duck? You are the first person to ask that question. <laughs> and this is going to take a little bit of explaining. I'm going to do it as briefly as possible. Do it, man. Okay. I spent some time in Hong Kong. Okay. About two years, a little uh, about that. Um, I can speak Cantonese. And if you call somebody in Cantonese, you call a male a duck, you are calling him a male prostitute. <laughs> and I thought that was so funny that in English, nobody knows what that means. So I am handsome duck. That is great. That's fantastic. And, and yeah, the, we have the exclusive scoop here on Bourbon Bets. Yeah, you guys are the right. first people to ask me that, including family. <laughs> <laughs> our family doesn't care about our Twitter accounts either, so don't feel bad. Uh, Blue Doll, you got any final questions for Ander? Uh, cats or dogs? Dogs. Yes. Oh, All right. See, it I, was such a good interview. I knew I liked him. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we really appreciate you taking time, Ander, um, and uh, coming on and talking to us. And we uh, we wish you good luck with your campaign. And uh, we hope to see wet tenders on menus everywhere at some point. And <laughs> Absolutely. In all the craziness, we're, we've allowed you to chuckle a couple times, I hope. This has been good. I, I This has probably been one of my favorite interviews, so. All right, great. Well, you have a great evening, great long weekend, and uh, hopefully we'll talk to you again at some point. Absolutely. Thank you very much, guys. All right, take care. Bye now. Take care. We tanks. <laughs>